<laughs> Hello and welcome to According to John. Uh, man, I have to I have to confess, we started the podcast. We were rolling. Seven minutes in, man. We were on fire and turns out, what? Nothing was recording. Uh, boy. <laughs> but I still love him. I don't know what's wrong with me, you know? I looked down and went, stop. <laughs> we're not even recording oh, i feel so bad but we're recording now we got so a good topic too our topic can you legislate morality and um uh brother i'm gonna ask you to pray and then we're gonna jump straight into this again we need prayer join us father we pray these next moments will bring honor and glory to jesus christ above all things that you'll fill us with your spirit and let us teach the word of God to those who seek you. We want to have a biblical uh, worldview. Correct us where we're wrong. Uh, lift us up where we're fallen. Uh, uh, just uh, make this a profitable time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, so can you legislate morality? The truth is, dude, we've been legislating morality since the beginning of time. Yeah. Or I, God started it. God started legislating morality. Since Genesis chapter 3, when Adam and Eve sinned, God has been uh, setting up systems to de to uh, control depravity. Yeah. Contra con depravity control. I love, I love, as a matter of fact, we're going we're gonna to name it uh, uh, depravity control because that's what it is. That's exactly what it is. And, and even the law, the law is to control your sin or your and, sinful behavior. And our sinful nature wants to throw off restraint of any type. You know, I've got these beautiful little grandkids and they want to do it their way. We want the cake now. We don't want broccoli. <laughs> and, uh, we're trying to teach them, you know, all this stuff and it doesn't come easy because their nature is deprived. Their intellect is darkened. Their will is rebellious and it takes, well, stage number one, God ordained parents to yeah. parent children. Hello, and uh, and, and Hello. to guide them. To Do you want to preach them. on that one, brother? <laughs> <laughs> That's next time, bro. Um, yeah, well, depravity and, and here's, control. And here's the because here's the question, and and depravity control is huge. It's it's really not legislating morality. It's depravity control because the reality is who taught. And, and I asked you this question before: Who taught the two year old how to lie? Yeah, it's the nature. It's, it's the nature. It's just fallen, it's just, sinful, Adamic nature. And and we and and so do we legislate morality? And like you said before, I realized I had it not recording. <laughs> is you said that um, you know people just want their own way. Yeah, yeah. So God set it up immediately uh, uh, after the fall. Some um, some organizations. Number one, the family to contain uh, depravity. And Adam and Eve had two boys. The one of the their two boys. One of them killed the other. Cain killed Abel. So it's game on. God has ordained first of all the family. We could break that down a little bit, but then categorically, God ordains government uh, for the punishment of evil doers and the praise of those that do well. Yes, so He's ordained human government. So do we legislate righteousness? No, God has ordained the family to control depravity at home. And if that gets out of control, then we have another layer of depravity control, law enforcement. And then, you know, the kind of the bottom line is kind of close to my heart. I do a lot of prison ministry. I've been speaking three times a week uh, or our church, Saratoga County Jail. Now we're in Rensselaer County Jail, uh, three services every Sunday night. And so if people don't learn it at home and they don't learn it at home, from law enforcement, they ultimately will 
learn it in prison. Yeah, there they'll is learn a pecking order that is enforced in prison. Don't you find it interesting that they uh, no Bibles in school, no God in school, no Jesus in school? Uh, boy, you better preach to them prisoners because man, they need Jesus. They need something. Yeah, yeah. If you got more Bible at home in, in the uh, and in, and in, in the schools, schools, then probably we, wouldn't have as the problems in the prison that we do today. Yeah. It's all depravity control. It's, you know, I was thinking, I said earlier, uh, when we weren't recording, <laughs> uh, I've heard, I've seen signs that say this uh, in the pro-choice, uh, pro-abortion movement. You know, keep your theology, or, yeah, keep your theology off my ovaries. Right. <laughs> Johnny, that's that's so so funny to me. Everybody heard that. I have never heard, keep your theology off my ovaries. And yet that same crowd are going to force, there'll be no choice with the vaccines that are coming. Right. It's interesting. So I I respect differences of opinion, but I would also respect even more uh, continuity, uh, being right. you know similarity just just yeah i i have the i have the right to do with whatever i want with my body but you don't have the right to do with what your body when it comes to the vaccine yeah and i'm going to tell you what to do on yeah, that but absolutely. don't you tell me what to do with my body and so there's there's no consistency there and the hypocrisy but if is, we go back to scripture the the consistency is always there you know you're uh, half a generation younger than me uh We've lived in different parts of the country. I'm up beating my head against the rocks in the Northeast. <laughs> you're, you're drinking beers in the Midwest and in the South. <laughs> and uh, yet we've landed at the feet of Jesus. We, we, we've we come to the believe the Bible's the word of God. And when God speaks, it, it's settled for us. You know, right. God said it. I believe it. That settles it. In reality, God said it. That settles that it. That settles it. And when, I, when you and I believe in it, so we come up these really uh, controversial topics that Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. We believe the same thing. We 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 land with one heart, one mind. Let because this let this mind be in you, which is in Christ Jesus. Yeah, that's then, right. And then all of a sudden, everybody else is all. This is so complicated. You can't legislate righteousness. And if you don't legislate, if you don't have right, depravity under control, you got big problems. And that is boiling over in our world today. Well, one of the things, if you look at God legislated morality when He gave the Ten Commandments. Yes, and and people go, oh man, that's right. Don't lie to me. Don't lie to me, man. I can't stand when someone lies to me, and then they'll turn around and lie to protect themselves, right? <laughs> and cover it up. Yeah, we got we got to. And and really, when people lie, it's just self preservation. It's that sinful desire to preserve yourself. Did you eat? Did you? put your finger in that uh, chocolate icing on the cake no nobody's home and there's chocolate on their little face <laughs> no dad i didn't uh, no daddy i didn't touch i that. didn't uh, touch that yeah i didn't think so yeah right and and but people go oh don't lie and you know what how funny is it don't steal but if i want it i'll steal it man we yeah. live on we want to legislate morality when it benefits us, us. yeah you know our fallen nature violates has a spirit of violation of every one of the ten commandments everyone in a constant state i need the holy spirit to constrain me i need the word of god in my heart to just lock in my brain this is right and this is wrong and even though i believe what's right and i believe what's wrong my nature still wants to do what's wrong and then i'll cover it up and i'll lie about it. it's my nature i need help yeah we were we were talking about before we this morning when we got together, before we even started the podcast, we're talking about the different um, groups. And I'm not going to name any of the groups, but uh, some of the people were like, 
this is the right way. This is, I mean, they were Christians and yet they, and they were telling the whole world how they should live. But behind the scenes, it was the most ungodly. Yeah. Yeah. So, man, we need Jesus. We need Jesus and we need Jesus bad. I want to give you some scriptures to show you though, that government, uh, is we're going to cover three. You actually mentioned two, which was uh, government and the family. family. And then the third one is the employer. Well, the employer and the church. And the church. Yeah, so there's four. Yeah. Um, so so if we look at this. The depravity um, control organizations. <laughs> and all of them are trying to do the same thing. And if, if you get, if the first layer doesn't work, the second layer is there. If that doesn't work, you got another layer, another layer. But we're, but. And then we wind up in prison. And right now we keep taking away the layers. Mm-hmm. Even, even our, listen, our, so, so the family, when the family f- failed, we had law that would help the family stay on track. Yeah, it used to be the school and the family and church are all saying the same thing. And now they're all saying different. Yeah. And, and, and I was talking to, uh, some, I call them kids they are 18, 19, 20, but you know, when you're in your fifties, uh, they're kids to you, right? Yeah. Well, they're and, children to me. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're old. I'm old. You're old. <laughs> I have uh, eternal life, so it don't matter. Leave me alone. Right? Man. Yeah, yeah. You can, you can, uh, oh, that's so funny. So I'm talking to them, and as we're having these discussions, I am finding out the different world that each one of these are coming from. Yeah. And it is stunning to me to see, uh, even in the, even in the household, now same household, you'll have one, you'll have one child who will believe the Bible. And then you have two others who go, you're crazy. And they came from the same house. Yeah. Uh, it is stunning to me. Which school do they go to? The age difference. You're, you, when you're talking five, six, seven years between the, the children, you're, you're talking a whole new generation. Yeah. Yeah. It used to be a generation was 40 years and <laughs> it's 30, it's 20 right now. Now it's five. The generation is a cell phone uh, generation. Uh, what is that like? Uh, a couple years and and now you got you have the older generation living like the the new generation it's i can't sometimes i can't fathom it i was i had a a video sent to me of another podcast now i'm not gonna i would not even mention the name of that podcast because it's so they're heretics man apostates um gnosticism every every form of anti-god that you want to add in they are it so i will not but yet they claim to be a church i wanted to throw up actually i wanted to reach through there and go (laughs) what are you thinking but but here you have this pastor who is probably 30 maybe 30 and he is being asked questions and one of the questions for me is incredibly simple to answer. And for you, it's easy to answer. Uh, one of the questions was, um, it just slipped my mind what the question was. Oh, where, where did Cain get his wife? Mm-hmm. I was listening. <laughs> yeah. So where did Cain get his wife? Yeah. Very, a very uh, simple question. His answer was, I don't know. Oh, no. And it's like very, very poor uh, theological training. Well, because he even said that maybe God, so God created Adam and Eve. And then you heard, well, maybe Adam and Eve wasn't real. Maybe it was just a uh, idea or um, whatever he called it. And he's like, well, maybe God just created a whole bunch of people at once. And didn't tell us about it. And uh, 
But the Bible makes it very clear everything came from Adam and Eve and their seed, from his seed. So Cain, so so Cain married his, his sister. His sister! And genetically, everything was perfect, so there's no problem with that. In today's world, we'd call it... Uh, um, incest. Incest. Yep. But, um, uh, but, but tell them why now. After the flood, uh, the de- deterioration of the genetic code from ultraviolet radiation creates breakdowns in the genetic code, and so and disease that's uh, that happens to us because of the sin and the things that we violate that we're told not to violate, and yeah. it starts bringing disease on us. So yeah. you have the disease, and you have the fallen because of uh, the genetic code. Go ahead. Yeah. So. It's very simple. Uh, they had many sons and daughters, and they were being flippant about it. They said, oh, Adam and Eve had a lot of sex. That, that, that's irreverent. That's a very crude way to say things. Uh, holiness is still a major uh, doctrine uh, for the church. Be ye holy, for I am holy. Uh, and so I see such a cheapening of, of the word of God and cheapening of, of holy sexuality and uh, Adam and Eve had sons and daughters in in original generation that they married. We would call it incest today, but back then it wasn't. It was she's a boy and she's a girl, and it worked. They had well, children. And, and there, and, uh, yeah, there within, was a within a few generations that they would there, uh, there was no. It was just that first family group. Well, but, well, because and and God even said, okay, nobody's going to do this anymore. Like mm-hmm. now, there's enough people on the earth that it can it it's, can go. It's self sustaining. Yeah, and so that uh, the scriptures God mandated that we, we pull away from that. Right. So it was just initially just to kind of get the race kicked off genetically. Everything was perfect. There were no problems, right. but as sin entered in, in the fall of man, then genetic code starts breaking down. Right. And it's like you, you we see it. In, I breed rabbits, you know, you, you don't breed brothers and sisters, you know, right. you, uh, you, well, even sure dogs, you, everybody wants yeah, a purebred dog, any kind of animal. Yeah, you're not, you're not going to, mix the family because you understand the detriment but in the beginning there was no detriment because the detriment of sin and disease and all that which kills us was not prevalent right then so here's a basic uh biblical issue or the really simple answer and we have somebody in the ministry who doesn't know and says and 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 like because i don't know the answer to that what do you think i'm just like you need to get some theological training, dude. But I, I think that's really not the problem. I think the problem is they just don't really believe the word of God because right. the answer is there. It's there. Now, they don't like it. They apply it to today's uh, moral code and say, well, you're saying they were in practicing incest. I, I didn't say that. I just say that the Bible tells us the answer to that. Right. And so here well, we go. So I was talking to a, I was talking to a guy uh, that I met a couple of, well, we had text a while back, like last year or so. And then I, I finally met him the other day and, uh, he, uh, since we have started talking or since we met in person, he, he texts me these questions and asked me what I think. And so one of the questions that he texted me was, um, what is your thoughts on why Jesus was baptized? Mm-hmm. Well, it's easy. Jesus says, to fulfill, all unrighte- to fulfill all righteousness. That's it. I'm the, I'm the leader. I'm going to I'm going to lead the way, and I'm ask you to do what what I'm doing. I'm fulfilling all righteousness, and plain like, and simple. simple. Yeah. So so he sends me this, uh, and he and I have talked about it, and he listens to the podcast, so he's know. But I'm not going to mention his name. But he sends me this this uh, text, and as a matter of fact, um, I'm going to read the text because uh, I want. I want you to hear, 
And, uh, and so when I get this text, uh, I'm going, um, where did you get that? Because we're talking about uh, uh, God, uh, the baptism of, of Jesus, right? And so I said, um, there you go. Okay, so his question, why do you think Jesus was baptized? I said, Matthew 3.15 says, to fulfill all righteousness. <laughs> ding, 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 Brother Duke, you get a, you get a prize later. <laughs> says, I got it right, right? So yeah, then I, I said, uh, to fulfill all righteousness, which means to complete everything that forms part of a relationship of obedience to God. This also endorses John the Baptist ministry and message. Also, it has a second meaning, arguably, uh, I guess it signifies his impending death in Mark ten thirty eight through thirty nine. Yep, everything fits. It, it fits. That was my answer. So then I said, um, uh, "Oh, that, that's here nor there." So then he says, "Hmm, appreciate your perspectives." I saw that. Uh, or no, he's answering another one. He goes, "I appreciate your perspectives," and I said, "So, what is your perspective on Jesus's baptism?" And uh, this was his response. I'm ready. Hold on, brother, because try to follow it. Israel came through the water of the Red Sea and was given the law, confirming their status as God's son, God's firstborn. Jesus came up from the water of baptism and received God's spirit, God's wind, God's breath in a new way, declaring him to be God's son, Israel in person. The dove, though, which for a moment embodies and symbolizes a spirit, indicates that the coming judgment will not be achieved through a warlike or vindictive spirit, but will be in the making of peace. Judgment itself is judged by the spirit, just as Jesus will at, la at last take the judgment upon himself. What do you think of this train of thought? I've only had two cups of coffee this morning. <laughs> That's what I think. It's like a simple question with a um, diversity into a, a dozen other topics. That has nothing to do with baptism. And uh, so um, I, I think they're interesting diversions, but they have nothing to do with the topic. Exactly. So, here's, so the answer is way simpler than that. So I said, where did you find that? He responded, you didn't say what your thoughts are. I responded. I have a few problems with it. I believe there are some real stretches that are hard for me to see or understand. I feel like they put too much symbolism in their explanations. Other than the word baptism, there is not much here to correlate with the reason for Christ's baptism. Hmm. I was lost. So he says, ah, okay, makes sense. <clears throat> I go on. Uh, we could also say Jesus was showing us how a proper baptism should be done, full immersion. Because he was showing, right? Cause you, and you yeah. said that earlier. He's showing the example. Well, I'm going to yeah, fulfill simplicity. all righteousness. Yeah. And, and the example is part of it. And uh, I said, what you sent me goes more on the line of false or wrong implied symbolism and prophecies. Yeah. I, I think the Holy Spirit will always bring us to the simplicity first. And I think the, the work of the enemy is always to complicate. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's pretty basic. Jesus got baptized by John the Baptist, and, and that certainly does authenticate his ministry. Yep. Um, he is painting a picture, I think, uh, symbolism. He was go going to die 
uh, and be buried and rise again. That's, that's another baptism a, he talks about. That's a typology there. I yep. think that's solid. But he, he gave us the answer uh, to fulfill Fills. all righteousness. So there we go. So I said, and, I, and you and I have not discussed this, but most everything that we do on these podcasts, um, we discuss or, or we figure out the question that we're going to talk about from all the questions that we get. So we pick the question and we discuss it when we get on the podcast. We actually don't really do one or two. Maybe we have, but for the most, we don't discuss it at all. We could be spirits to say we're just leaning in on the spirit and trust <laughs> him to guide us, which we are. We are. <laughs> or you could say we're flying by the seat of our pants. And we are. <laughs> and we are. Because we want it real too. But, uh, well, well, let me, let me finish real quick. Cause I love what you said. And I said, this is what I told him. I said, we must always answer scripture with scripture and keep it in context. You asked me a question that Jesus clearly answers in Matthew three fifteen. never overcomplicate the simple. And when Jesus gives a clear answer, run with it. Anything else becomes Gnosticism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Worship of knowledge instead of just, just taking the narrative and you see it, everything fits into a narrative of why we're here uh, we're the sons of God and we have a, a mission. We're on mission. Yes. And and the enemy will always complicate that and try to keep our hands off of the plow to keep us off mission. And when Paul writes to Timothy and Titus, especially to Timothy, you know, two books, three pastor, uh, pastoral epistles, he just tells them, don't worry, excuse me, I'm going to paraphrase this. Don't worry about all the crap. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about all the stupid questions. Don't spend you know hours and hours and hours to come up with a you know a twenty five page report to answer a question. Why did Jesus get baptized? Just let let the answer be. Just given. let the answer be given, and, and don't stop your life to answer these questions. Keep your hand on the plow. Go out and love somebody. Go out and do some act of uh, kindness that people can see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. And so a lot. Yeah, so of this, every everything that we do has a purpose, and that's to glorify God. Yeah. All yeah. right. That being absent today is why we're answering the question: uh, Can you legislate morality? Because the problem is, we we've lost our moral compass. And so here we have a pastor that I mentioned that I showed you a video on that says, oh, I would love to answer the question, where did Cain get his wife? But I don't know. And we don't know if Genesis is like, you can't take it. You can't take for real. I mean, it can't be literal. Come on. It's just, it's it's a neat story. It's a cool story. Yeah, it's and then but it's, but here's the problem: it's a history book. It's not a cool story. It might be a cool story, but it's a history history book that gives us the historical layout his of story, his story, God's story, explaining life to us. You know, exp- uh, contain, uh, ex- legislating righteousness. You know, it's just kind of worded in a in an edgy sort of a way, saying, "Well, of course you can't." But it is literally comes back to depravity, yeah. control, yeah. and when you know, I grew up in the in this product of the '60s, the hippie movement, and if you can't be the one you love, love the one you're with. It didn't work. <laughs> 
And uh, Steppenwolf had it uh, on their Dude, pop- that's the worst advice ever. <laughs> yeah, sure didn't work, man. And uh, Steppenwolf had uh, on their push, uh, Pusher album on the backside a song called Power Play. Who gave you the power to stand there and tell me what to do? You know, we were throwing off all restraints. You know, who said we have to wear socks to school? You know, we'll, we'll, go, <laughs> we'll go sockless, man. Look, and, and Pink Floyd, my, my tear down the wall. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm here. And, boy, none of that stuff worked out so well for us. No. We, we live through those days. It's, it's our nature to throw off constraint. And God put layers of constraint. Uh, you call it legislating righteousness. Um, I, I think that's just a kind of a, almost an, the enemy's wordage about this. Um, we well, need to be under control. And that's why the Holy Spirit comes to live inside of us, to give us strength to become the sons of God. Mm-hmm. Because without him, forget about it, man. You know, I'm just getting high. I'm just, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I have the morals of an alley cat. I'll take from you what I want, you know, survival of the fittest. And we have chaos. You can't even have a society unless you have depravity, restraint. Well, so God legislates morality, Exodus, and in and, and Exodus chapter 20. Ten and, Commandments. And here's the thing. Uh, people to this day, <laughs> They don't believe the Bible, but until it works for them, and then they call. Yeah. <laughs> pull it out. Thou shalt not steal. You're judging me. <laughs> You're judging me. I, listen, I can. Well, if you ask, if you ask, uh, um, uh, now the Democrat Party says, uh, uh, AOC specific. I just, I'll, I'll be specific about far it. Left side. Yeah, the far left says, um, well, you know these these rioters and looters. They're you can't prosecute them because they need what they're taking. Mm-hmm. Really, you need eighteen boxes of shoes and three big screen TVs. Mm-hmm. It really, you need you. You ran anywhere with a pair of shoes. You don't need a pair of shoes. You know? <laughs> so, but but they're justifying and it. That's the that's the extreme when the lid came off. But you know what? When when they allow it to get that out of control, look at the victims. Yeah, the innocent victims. Well, so I, I'm going to look at chapter 20 because uh, we're going to, I, I want to show, and then, and then I have some other, other passages that I'm going to pull up. But what I want to show is that God legislated morality. Exodus chapter 20 is the law. And it's the law that we follow to this day unless we are, uh, 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 what's that you called it? Unrestrained depravity. No, yeah, de- yes, yeah. Under depravity control, under control. or lack of dep- depravity control. So he says here, and God spoke all these words, saying, "I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. You shall have no other gods before me." There's one, mm-hmm. right? But boy, we got all kinds of gods today. Little, all kinds little g little g gods that mean absolutely Sex, drugs, rock and roll were three i worshiped back in the day <laughs> i wasn't thinking of those three gods but you're absolutely right <laughs> they were my favorite <laughs> yeah i like both of them rock and roll <laughs> um uh number four you shall not make for yourselves a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth you shall not bow down to them nor serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, not jealous of you, but jealous for you. Yeah, amen. Love, love, love. Yeah. Yeah, you want love? Here it is. It's hard for kids to sense how much their parents love them when the parents are disciplining them. 
It's just that simple. It is. It's just what, yeah. what children go through and don't get, we get older and still don't get. Yes. So he says, um, uh, I am a jealous God visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me. Uh, you want to know why we're in a situation we're in today and why they say you can't legislate morality, especially you Christians can't legislate morality because you Christians will tell me, no, I can't do this or no, I can't do that. And, and the reality, if you look at society today, they hate God as the, the majority. Yeah. It's interesting. <laughs> Those that are kind of overthrowing uh, Christianity and attacking the new a candidate for, for Supreme Court over her Catholicism and her, her Christian uh, worldviews, they, they embrace Islam. They have no problem with Omar, and they kind of embrace that, and that's cool because, you know, we're, uh, we, we want to be inclusive, and so every, every, anything goes in Islam, and yet let them go to an Islamic-run country. You talk about m- legislating morality, buddy. You, you, you get caught stealing there, they'll wop, wop off your hands. That's right. And uh, so... Th- well, that or just... Or just- cut off your head yeah the inconsistency is what drives me nuts but when you get outside of scripture you're going to be inconsistent a double-minded man is unstable in, in all, all their, ways. Yeah. their ways yeah and so it, 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 you see the veering away and then the coming back to you're getting crazy and then getting simple coming back to the feet of Jesus, coming back to the word of God. You know, in the Ten Commandments, you're, you're reading the first four. The first four of the Ten Commandments are the relationship between man and God. Right. And then the last six are between men and men. And Jesus kind of, you know, we had the Ten Commandments and we had the Levitical Law, which is like another 2,700 kind of rules and regulations. Right. And then these Pharisees and Sadducees and scribes got a hold of it and they added about another 5,000. Mm-hmm. And then they came to Jesus, which is the great commandment. He blew them away. Yeah. He said, uh, he reduced it all to two, to so, love God with all your heart and your neighbors yourself. And he just kind of like, when you get that right, you know, your depravity is under control. Because, because number one, if you're loving God, you're not, you're not looking to number of verse seven where he says you shall not take the name of the of the lord your god in vain for the lord will not hold him guiltless uh, who takes his name in vain if you love the lord your god you will automatically control every aspect of your life yeah the depravity under the power of god without jesus we can do nothing nothing and as many as received him to them he gives power that's right. To become. And our depravity gets under control. I remember when I first experienced Christ, I, I get saved June 18th, 1972. And I, I never really thought about cussing. It's just, it was my world. You know, right. every other word out of my mouth was filthy. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Except when mom was around. I had, uh, which, which shows that we have a little constraint. We have constraint. Yeah. I didn't cuss in front of my mom, but I did in front of my dad. But yeah, after, because your dad allowed it. He encouraged it. Encouraged it. He was kind of proud of us for that, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. But uh, the next, you know, that I I say that night, and all of a sudden, cussing was gone from my life. There was some someone who came inside of me, who took that that part of me that was just trying to be cool in the world. This is the way we talk, and my dad's the old man, and my my mom's the old woman, and. Then all of a sudden, without having a Bible study uh, to what is right, what is the proper term for my mother, my father, I don't, I don't even need to have a Bible study. The Holy Spirit's inside of me, and He's giving me power. He's, he's brainwashing me. I, he's washing away the filth. He's washing away the evil. He's washing away the, the disrespect, and He's putting within me 
uh, and uh, it's a new nature. It's the spirit, and uh, yeah, because you, otherwise you can't explain why you're doing things that line up with the Bible. Now, I didn't need a church to come and say, "Thou shalt not cuss." Just this constraint of the Holy Spirit, and then and then I, I would hear people using filthy language. It never bothered. I never even really noticed it. But when the spirit came in, then I started noticing it everywhere. I'm like, boy, God, you put up with a lot of crap. And then I realized, man, anybody guilty of it's me. But that was then, and, and this, this is now. So what's, I would, I was like you, dropping whatever bombs everywhere I go. And then I get saved, born again, and I'd hear somebody use the Lord's name in vain. Whoa. It was like a dagger in the heart. Yeah, I couldn't take it. And, and I, and I, I, it would literally would set me back, and that's how I knew. Uh oh, I'm I am different now. Yeah. Uh, all of a sudden, things that I said and never gave a thought about. But this is application of depravity uh, control. Absolutely. And it it it, it won't. It, we can't control it ourselves. Uh, it just it rules us. Right. And then I remember. And, and then we excuse it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we justify it. Justify we excuse it. it. We justify it. We blame shift, <laughs> and things only get worse. Yeah. And that's yeah. you know part of this whole thing. How God draws us to you know, <laughs> I, I I love the one I was with, and, uh, and then her boyfriend found about it and beat the crap out of me. You know, <laughs> it's like that didn't work so good. Or even worse, you know, if if I. <laughs> You know, if my girlfriend's with another guy, that doesn't work either. And I wasn't tough enough to whoop that guy. And so, man, it just, ha, ah, depravity will destroy everything. We need help. I you okay, love. Johnny? You just turned red, man. Got an orange president. I got a red preacher friend here. Oh, dude, All right, take that a breath. That was so funny. I love the one I was with. His boyfriend didn't, her boyfriend didn't appreciate it. That's funny stuff. All right, so we're good. Depravity. We need help. We need help, right? Um, so seven, he says, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. And man, how many Christians... And they're like, I just can't help it. Really? The first question you got to ask yourself is, was your salvation real? That's a legit question, man. Yeah. Jesus said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not, not what I say? Yeah. So and, I'm guessing because it's Jesus isn't their Lord. They're deceived. Yeah. And, and yet. Many, he said many will say. Uh, you know, people say, do you believe in that once saved, always saved thing? I'm saying, I believe if saved, <laughs> That's, always saved. Right? Yeah, if saved. There's a big difference. There's Because Christ himself told us there will be lots of people who say, uh, you know, I'm a Christian, but in works, he said, they deny me. Yeah. And how can out of the same mouth be cursing and, and praise? That's it, right. It should not be. Yeah. How, how can be, so. how can bitter and sweet water come out of the same fountain? Yeah. And I, and I come up with this, one of my favorite thoughts uh, some people call them dukeisms don't let people mess you up about god let god straighten you out about people amen we don't get our theology well this guy said he's a christian and he did that and can you can't legislate uh righteousness and and morality it's like oh man let's just get back to jesus this thing yeah. will get this the yeah. complication will go away well I, and I think the only people that are arguing i think the only people that are arguing for uh, or about 
you can't legislate morality because everybody has their own beliefs. That's the core right there. Everybody has their own desire, their own beliefs. And, and the, the problem is there is but one truth and then everything else that, that uh, goes against it. No matter what somebody's uh, religion is or, or, or standard of living is, and this is, goes back through all cultures in, in, in Islam, in uh, Islamic cultures, in Hindu cultures, in Christian cultures, my rights end where yours begin. Right. And it's, every civilization has to do that. And then you look what's happening in the world today. It's like, oh, they're justified to burn the city down because they're angry. Somebody did, somebody did their ancestors wrong 150 years 150, ago. 150, 200 years ago. And um, hey, let's, let's, just for understanding, let's clarify. Nobody today was a slave and um, uh, nobody today owned a slave. Uh, it just didn't happen. Yeah, that was then and this is now we learn from that. That was wrong and correction had to be made. And uh, uh, we, we, we face today's world uh, at the feet of Jesus. And, you know, it's so neat. I have so many wonderful black friends. Uh, some of our I, great- I, lo- I love Ken, Ken Ham's uh, terminology. Um, he says, I have a lot of dark-skinned friends. One race, man. That's one race. Yeah, Listen, just- we all came from Adam and Eve, contrary to Daryl over here at this <laughs> other church <laughs> that he doesn't know. <laughs> I'm not quite sure about those two, you know, or they just the two that were mentioned among hundreds and thousands of others that were not mentioned. It's like, come on, man. I know. <laughs> get it together, man. But, but we come from Adam and Eve. And one skin's darker than the other skin. Um, it's I'm just not, genetic isolation is all it is. Yeah, because I'm not. I'm People not love white. This, this is white. I'm not white. <laughs> <laughs> this is white. I'm almost white. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, okay, number uh, uh, verse eight. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. We don't. Uh, uh, that was. Those who really love God, um, will go. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep Sunday holy or the Sabbath if you if you worship on Saturday. And do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together, as the manner of some are. And you have people that don't want people to say that don't want to be in church. Be. And I do want to be in church because I need to hear the word of God. I need to be around people that are going to lift me up and hopefully not tear me down. That sometimes happens in churches too. I, unfortunately, it's, you know, unfortunately, it's it's reality. But well, because um, we're fallen people, yeah, all of but us. But man, I'm, I'm I'm I've got people that have gifts in the church that, that build me up. I I have fellowship in the church and encourages me. All week long, I'm getting tore down. When I go to church, I get built up. I, I'm a part of a great church with great people that are greatly gifted, and we serve our church family together. We have a great children's program, and we care for the seniors. And you know, we're multi generational church, and the seniors lead the way. And uh, boy, they cook good too. Amen. Oh man, <laughs> our young pastors love our seniors. Man, it's a beautiful thing, you know, teaching yeah. them young women how to cook. Dude, you know, there's so. nothing like old school cooking. Yeah, huh, boy. So, because the, the microwave's not involved. But see, so many people <laughs> just don't get it, you know. Yeah. People don't get it, and when yeah. you hear, and they, it's like true. Well, it's true. I I worship God on my way over here this morning. The trees are in full bloom. Yeah, you color. can. We can do that. I worship God. I talk to Him in the car, and I listen to His Word on the way over uh, for our podcast today. But I want to be in church, mm-hmm. man. So last night we were talking about we we're going over the the armor of God. And uh, we were talking about the, uh, above all, uh, take the uh, uh, shield of faith. 
whereby we are able to quench how many of the choir, fire dots of the enemy? Oh, every one of every them. One of every them. one of them. And so I, we were talking about the importance of faith and what that looks like and how we can grow our faith. And I asked this question. Now, mind you, uh, uh, we have uh, from 18 to 90, almost 93 uh, in, in this classroom where we're sitting down discussing. And I asked a question. I said, hey, what builds your faith in God? Because everybody has faith. I, listen, you, get, you might have faith in a rock that just sits there, or you got faith in a God that made the rock, but everybody's got faith. So I said, I asked a question. I said, what, what, builds, what builds people's faith? I had uh, one lady who is in her 60s say, um, reading the scriptures. Yep. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. I had one, uh, one gentleman who is in his forties said, we need to pray. Mm-hmm. And then I had an 18 year old soon to be 19 who said fellowship. And those three things build your faith. We need prayer, we need reading of the scriptures, and then we need fellowship. And if we are going to uh, uh, grow, we cannot forsake church. Nor do we want to. I don't want, I don't want to. You know, we kind of circling back around to the, the main parts of our topic, can you legislate morality? And the answer is no. You and yes. And it, 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 it's, it's like, both. Well, but, go ahead. I'm, yeah, I'm interrupting. We're, I'm we're, sorry. No, I'm we're all exactly on the same page here. It's like, no, it doesn't really work. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. But yes, you have to, because if you don't, you can't even have society. Exactly. So it's, it's, it is a yes and, and no and, answer. And, and here, the interesting thing is I'm going to go back to the two simple, just two simple things where God legislated it, and man has legislated it since the beginning of time, even to this day. Oh, so three things. Don't lie. Don't steal. Don't murder. That's legislated, dude. Yeah. Where did it come from? It's in writing. And it came from God, and man has carried this out forever. See, the underpinning of that is authority. Authority of God who ordains uh, parents to have authority over their children he or for the depravity control right (laughs) don't hit your sister in the face (laughs) um then he ordains uh human government to to control uh depravity that's out of control that where the families failed then he ordains uh, uh the church to guide through things to have another layer of depravity control to teach maybe in a more of an authoritative way a right from wrong to reinforce what I'm trying to teach at home. We had Sunday school teachers teach my children exactly the same things That's right. uh, that I taught them. And back in the day when I was in school, the teachers were teaching us the same thing. Now that's changed. Yeah, the school, know. Uh, you know, well, the school won't allow the teachers to teach. No. So, so that's a whole layer that was there for me as a child. I, I, we prayed the Lord's prayer. 
uh, we had uh, our, our teacher would read back in first and second grade. They would read uh, a scripture verse, and we would pray the Lord's Prayer and stand and put our hand on our heart and pledge. So we were getting reinforcement mm-hmm. at home, at church, uh, at school. school. And then if that failed, then the government would pick up and throw your butt in jail. That's right. Out. And then, then you're in prison. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, you'll follow the law in prison. The, the law in prison is strictly enforced yeah, I had, by the other inmates. It's funny. I was talking to a guy, and, and uh, um, uh, I'm trying to win him to Jesus, and he listens to the podcast. So uh, he's going to hear this and know exactly who I'm talking about. Uh, but we were talking and he's like, I don't believe in good or bad. And I go, Oh really? And he goes, no, it doesn't exist. So we talked a little bit. And then as we're talking, we're coming down to the, to the end of our conversation. And, and, uh, um, he's, uh, he's been, um, the law is so stupid. And because of these glitches in the law, he got and got caught in that. And so now he's looking uh, to possibly go to jail. And, uh, and I go, you don't want to go to jail. Cause he was asking me to pray that, you know, everything works out well. And I go, I go, uh, you don't want to go to jail. And he goes, no, I go, jail is pretty bad, isn't it? And he goes, yeah. And I go, I thought you didn't believe in good and bad. <laughs> <laughs> and he looked at me and the light bulb came on and see, that's what it is. Because Reality will overtake your theology. Eventually yeah. it does. And so you and I were consistently taught, you know, Man, we pledged allegiance in school when I was a kid, and uh, and then all of a sudden someone says, "Well, wait a minute, we're offending uh, a foreigner that comes in that doesn't believe the way we believe." Well, then freaking go back home. Mm-hmm. And I and I'm not I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but what I'm saying is there is not another country in the world that would sacrifice their beliefs, their laws, and their flag to to immigrants. satisfy immigrants. Yeah, yeah, that's the the exact opposite scenario of what my forefathers who came here from Hungary in 1903, they came here wanting to embrace the American dream. They had a work ethic. Uh, my grandfather said, put out your hands. They're made to work. Nobody owes you anything. Right. And now today, and boy, that's a great way to bring kids up, teach them to work and nobody owes you anything. And then you become self-sufficient and you learn uh, restraint at home. You know, I never talked back one time to my dad. I never even thought back to my grandpa. <laughs> Hello. I was I was smart enough to realize that ain't the way we roll here. My my grandpa wore we well at the time we called them cockroach killers because they were the old dress shoes that went straight to they went right into a point, you know, and like that was his everyday shoe. And he was Italian. He came over uh on the uh uh ship, if you will, and he uh he would so he's he was old school, old school. And if he told you to do something, it was not a suggestion. <laughs> and he didn't expect it to be delayed. Yeah, and he so, didn't expect any, uh, uh, any of your opinions about he, what he just asked you yeah. to do. So then he would get, like, my, and my grandfather would lose his cool quick. He was Italian, straight up Italian. Pizzoferrato was his last name. And he would... <laughs> He would, he wore those shoes and he'd be like, I did them in your wrong, but you know, and then pow, man, here come those shoes. And he'd kick you right in the tail and he'd hit that bone back there. And you know how that one where you're like, and and you know what? We didn't get a swift kick to the, to, butt. we got a loud cloud to the snout, (laughs) the Hungarian way. (laughs) Well, my grandfather, he, he had a right, he had a right kick, like unbelievable. And you know, when he, when he kicked you, you were grabbing your tail and running to do what he told you to do. And next time you wouldn't have to quit, have to get the kick. You see, that's depravity control strength, 
deters aggression. <laughs> right. And uh, there has to be strong uh, And I love leadership. my grandfather. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have nothing but fond memories of my grandpa. Yeah. And uh, Yeah. Even was... though he kicked me. <laughs> <laughs> you needed it, Johnny. <laughs> That's the neat thing. We knew we did. We knew. You know, I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't mad at him. I was just. Yeah. I just hated authority, and uh, especially when it was enforced. Yeah. It was so funny back. You know, at school, I wasn't afraid at school. You know, my our our uh, principal, Doc, uh, Bobby Joe Wine. He was he was the man. He was so awesome. And we'd get in all kinds of trouble at school. We didn't care. Kicking us out of school is a blessing, man. Right. I go a bit of fish all week long, you know, go hunting, fishing, and uh, he was so wise. He would just look at me and say he. He said, Duke, do I have to call you dad? No, 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 don't do that, you know? And so it, they, there's ways to, detro- to control different people's depravity. Right. Now we're in a world that is kind of thrown out all of the restraints. So I'm going to give you a beautiful example of what you just said and what happens today. A friend of mine uh, works in the uh, – he works in the school system, and – in my day and in your day, if we got in trouble at school, we that got in tr- nothing. We got in trouble at home. Oh wow, not even close. You get home, man, and it's like, oh really? You lost your manners. I'm going to help you find them, mm-hmm. yeah. and and you were helped. <laughs> yes, so and it worked. It, it worked for worked. thousands of years. And and hey, I, I understand there was abuse. Yes, but oh, yeah. it was yeah. not rampant. That, right. that, and that was ever visible to me. Right. I, I had one friend. He was, he was a foster kid. And I, I think uh, we always kind of sensed that it was a little maybe obsessive there. Yeah. But in growing up, I, I really, and nothing, you know, we have 50 years of we've grown up and matured and through, especially through Facebook and stuff, we stay in touch with one another. And uh, I think there might have been one of all of us that I think it was it was abusive. Right. Uh, it wasn't because it rampant. exists, man. It exists. It does. It, it, it surely does. And and so and that's horrible. And the more out of control the parent, the more chances there's a lot of abuse. Yeah. And parents and then, today are out of control. And what's really sad is that those who've been hurt, you know, hurt people, hurt people. It that scripture you just read a moment ago that 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 iniquity goes to the next generation, to the next, to the next, and then finally someone in a generational flow of of of, of brokenness somebody finds Jesus and it stops right. for me. Uh, I was the first one in my family to, to find Christ and, and it stops and, and it stops yep. at defeat. And praise God. I was so blessed one by one. My whole family came to Christ. We got back together. It was domestic violence there for a short season. It was, it was horrible, but at the feet of Jesus that we found forgiveness, yep. uh, we, we died, but dad died tight surrounded by those that adored him and miss him like crazy. But to see, my dad uh, and some of the, the abuse that went towards our mom and and, and kind of towards us a little bit as well. Uh, it was all healed. Mm-hmm. It was all forgiven. It was all forgotten. Right. And and then because of some of the stuff we've been through, we really care about trying to help others through their stuff. Right. And so God redeems it. That's a really neat thing about the Christian faith. You, 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 he saves you for free, 
and then he pays you to serve him. Then he takes all your crap. Isn't that amazing? And then he redeems it, and he uses it in our lives to help other people get through their stuff. Yeah. And uh, and and it's joyful to be part of of that system. That's what the church is all about. It's a redemption center. It's not a place where you got to go and give money and and take take away your time. It's the build up time. It's the celebration time of worship. It's 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 meeting with others of faith and encouraging one another. The older women teaching the younger woman. I just sit and listen to my my uh, daughter-in-law and, and uh, yesterday was her birthday um and nice. uh, she happy birthday she's got <laughs> three kids under four and she's up to here and she's on top of it I mean, she's literally awesome she better be on and then top i see of the it. older women uh, my her daughter her sister-in-law my daughters and my and my wife and and her mom just reaching out to her and just loving her through this. And yeah. she's able to lean in on them. That's what church is all about. That's what family's all about. But Satan hates everything. But that's also, that's, that also comes from uh, the morality in the heart, which is why we cannot legislate it, is because it comes from within. Uh, our morality does. <clears throat> what I was going to uh, finish telling you about was you went to school and you get in trouble. I went to school, got in trouble. We went home, we got in trouble. So this friend of mine who uh, works in the school system, and he uh, um, he had a student. He he suspended a student who was in the fifth grade, and the student went up to the the the, the teacher's uh, writing on the chalkboard. The student goes up to the teacher, comes up from behind, grabs the skirt of the teacher, and pulls it up for the whole class to see. So he dealt with it. The dad comes in, and this is the dad's response. Hey, boys will be boys. What do you expect from him? To which the response was, well, I expect him to respect others, and since he's not, he is suspended, so he has some time to think about it. Dad flipped out, started threatening my friend started making accusations toward my friend. Not one time did he say, boy, how dare you disrespect uh, your teacher or anybody that way and violate them by lifting up their skirt. So everyone can see what's underneath get in the car. Cause we're going home and you and I are going to talk about it there. No, no, no. He completely defended the child who was 10,000% in the wrong and started attacking the teacher and that spirit has now prevailed our culture yep. and now we have uh police being attacked mm -hmm. for doing their job and there again i know there can be abuses and and we're 100 percent against any yeah. uh, police abuse but, but come on man you're talking one out of a out thousand. of a hundred thousand yeah it's so minimal and, and so now you have the complete breakdown and it, it, it all starts out where you're at that dad that didn't constrain that child and because what he said was it's okay yeah yeah it's okay do it now it's catch and release so now and you go right back out to to repeat the crime so 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 we talk about morality dude what the the people are so rebellious today because they've not been taught morals they've been taught um self-edification they've been taught entitlement they've been taught um uh it's all about me it's all about me and listen the truth is your truth and so it's not like there's no absolute truth and and when we when we teach a a a 
a depraved nation that is out of control and we teach them morals that are out of control and then we try to go in and legislate morality everybody's going to break the law because the the truth is parents should have been legislating morality from the get-go and the law should have been keeping the law from the get-go and so we live in new york i'm going to tell you we have one of the most corrupt governors in all of the country yeah he is corrupt to the core and not only is he corrupt to the core but he expects you and i and anybody that comes into the state to keep the law that he slams down and yet he breaks the law every day so how about this um and, and any governor that does this is wrong listen i think anybody that comes to this country the right way needs to have the right to be a part of this country but i don't believe that we need to spend billions of dollars in tax money to uh uh to build safe cities to to protect illegal aliens who are breaking the law so we have a governor who absolutely 1000 percent is is protecting illegals that's illegal yeah he's, he's a lawbreaker he's a lawbreaker yeah. but he is he is he is pushing a morality on the state of new york that encourages people to break the law and you and and yet he wants us to hold the law but he breaks the law and you know the truth is man i don't care what you say i'm watching what you do welcome to the deep blue <laughs> right so so the, the when we talk about legislating morality uh, it's so hard to legislate morality when you have leaders that, f that that say i want you to hold this law while i break these laws yeah it's like the dad who uh was was uh, harsh the dad who was out of control and he was a wrong um he wasn't a spirit leader he was just a control freak he was he was a he was a tyrant yeah who listens and uh that that child will grow up um hating him and uh now you have people in, in government and probably in being a narcissist yeah for sure now you have people in power uh in government that lay aside the law and just kind of do it their way and the people the people pay you know when the governor says in your state there's no room for pro-life people there's no room in the state for for us that's kind of harsh and uh that's totally disrespectful oh yeah if you, if you don't if you don't agree with what i'm putting out here this is what como said you're right if you don't agree with what i'm putting out here you can leave we, uh new york's not for you mm -hmm. so if you're conservative and he said it yeah, if you're conservative we don't want you you can leave that's not what new york's about it's on youtube you can watch him say it um uh real quick because our, our clock is ticking i want to uh point out some things that you actually said earlier when we get to the commandments so to finish up the commandments we, we we talked about the sabbath now let's get into verse 13 you shall not murder nobody has a problem with that unless uh it goes against their so so the left is like you can't hurt us you can't kill us you can't uh, but if we go uh you're wrong kill them kill them like are you are you you know um well i can't believe i can't believe that that you talk bad about um uh people of color you talk bad about this you talk bad about referencing trump and then trump gets to COVID. i hope he dies
guys. Mm-hmm. It's like, are you kidding me? It's just, where is the morality? Well, the morality is what they've been taught. And they've, oh, at any rate, you shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. Well, love the one you're with. <laughs> Until the boyfriend. <laughs> Both sides of that suffer from that, don't they? Both sides suffer from that. You shall not commit adultery. Well, you don't understand, Pastor, uh, what I got to put up with at home. It doesn't negate don't commit adultery. It's, it's, it's a moral standard that God has put in place to protect everyone. Well, if you understood what I had to live with, I'm thinking what they got to live with too. <laughs> People take their circumstances and that rules them. And then they justify, I can do anything I want. I can do anything I want. But look at this. Yep. Blame shifting. Yep. And things always go from bad to worse. Always. So then we get here, you shall not steal. Well, you know what? Society agrees with all of this until uh, it's inconvenient for them. Mm-hmm. Right? And this is what you were saying earlier, that the last ones are all about man, and then man fails. How about this? You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Can someone tell the media to quit bearing false witness, to quit lying on other people, to quit presenting things that aren't true? I just read a verse in Isaiah this week that I had read it 139 other times and never saw it before. And it talked, it, it, I wish I could quote it, but it, says that it, it shall, it's kind of like the enforcement of the golden rule. If somebody speaks evil against you with the purpose of, of, of some kind of like legal legislation against you and they are lying, mm-hmm. that the same judgment that they were trying to bring on you is going to go on them, should go on them. And right. I was thinking, boy, would that fix a lot. Do you One know- little verse in the Bible can totally over uh just just so fixed so here's wrong. here's an interesting uh thought that i had if, if we're talking about legislating morality so how about we pass a law that if you lie about someone say for example when ford came out and lied against kavanaugh mm-hmm. and they proved that that was a lie so if you lie against someone and it's proven that you are the liar that you pay all of the other person's court costs and you go to jail automatic two years. Non-negotiable. That would be biblical reparations. And guess what would happen? Mm -hmm. Yeah, all that frivolous stuff would go away. It'd be gone. You know, that Nick Sandman kid from uh, Kentucky going to for a pro-life rally and then the the Indian guy got in his face and that thing all blew up. That dude's multi-millionaire. Yeah, he uh, he won. And that's very important. And there's a case where that biblical principle worked Mm -hmm. and just innocent young kid it just totally screwed up his whole life i mean his his life is never going to be the same seems like he's doing well for a young kid uh, doing well but uh they they did win that was poured out on him unbelievable because the media lied it was all fabricated all of it and thank god uh justice was served there and he's uh he's set for life financially Mm -hmm. but i was really impressed with this kid he seems to have, have, have weathered it well i'm sure he's surrounded by some really good people some good structure and to come out well but you know uh yeah god did legislate morality and he, he set up organizations the family the uh, the uh the government uh, church uh even prison it, it will be enforced ultimately but law enforcement you know you the rules were terrible until i obeyed them and it's like 
all the rules were good. I know. <laughs> because know? They, the, the rules actually save us. Yeah, the rules. You know, Dad and Mom had a rule. Don't play in the street or we'll paddle you. And they had to paddle me over that. But then, you know, no kid ever gets run over that doesn't play in the street. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And it's like, I remember having that, that, that baptism of knowledge, that aha moment, like the rules are good. God's rules, especially uh, morality. Yeah. My body wants to go out and be sexually active with any attractive woman out there, but that's terrible. That's, that's, that's horrible. Mm-hmm. It, it lead, it tends to chaos and hurt and pain and god created sexuality to be a gift within the confines of marriage not before fornication not outside of adultery and it's a gift that god gave uh, to the institution of marriage to be a, a huge blessing and then you have children and the joy of raising children and then grandparents even better than having kids way cheaper <laughs> and uh it's just like man thinks he can do it his way right and we just throw off constraint and things always go from bad to worse. And the Bible says there's a way that seems right unto man, but in the end it leads to death, death, right? And that, and listen, that could be de- spiritual death. That can be a physical death. That could be the uh, death of relationship. Death of relationship. I mean, listen, it, it, you, anything that you do your way eventually will lead to death. It'll kill it. It'll kill it. It, it work. It'll kill your job. And and so. You know, this is a, a really neat topic that we're talking about, and it really goes to grassroots. What's wrong with man? We're sinners. We're sinners. And God sets up a system to de- mm-hmm. to control That's the right. depravity. And when you know, and it really until the Holy Spirit comes in, right? We're, we're we can be constrained by fear of the law, mm-hmm. uh, uh, or you know, and, and or fear of dad, or fear of grandpa. All of this legislating morality, all of it. But then there comes that breakthrough moment. With, with that right relationship with God that where all of a sudden the constraints we we discover were not evil. And guess we what? Evil. And guess what? When you are right with God, you, you don't need to legislate morality because you love God so much. You're going to do what he says. It's done. Just Jesus brought all back to, to two and really one really love the Lord, your love. God with all your heart. All of a sudden, because and then, that's, that's the crux. And then the evidence that that's happening is you will love your neighbor as yourself. And then you don't really need any more rules right. because everything is just. Is, well, because you're, you're, you're going to be, you're going to follow the first one, which is dependent upon everything depends upon yeah, it. Yeah. Um, that one of the, the things here, and we're going to wrap up uh, verse 17, Exodus 20, verse 17. Uh, you shall not covet your neighbor's house. Boy, Facebook is a breeder of covetousness. <laughs> Yes, it's a breeder of a lot of stuff. It's a bre- <laughs> Good or bad. Good or bad. Depends yeah, who your you, friends are. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife. Facebook is a breeder of that. Uh, uh, you shall not cover it, covet what your neighbor has. Materialism. Keeping up with uh, Joneses. the Joneses. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those people. Facebook is a breeder of that, dude. Uh, Facebook takes you, and I'm telling you, Facebook is evil at its core. It really is. I'd say this. A lot of the people in Facebook are evil at the core. It's just a tool, you know. That, yeah. ham, that hammer is. Yeah, but they guide the tool, man. Yeah, they that they do. They, they guide they, they the guide tool. They guide the narrative. But they I do. got a lot of great friends on Facebook. Yeah. Use it for Christian fellowship and edification. And it's good for that. And it, but it it it, it shows people's colors. It it does, and it actually it actually takes this this uh, commandment and helps yeah. people. Yeah, it's a tool for flesh tool oh, for the enemy it is it is unbelievable and so any rate as we look at this and we look at the the ten commandments and and we ask the question can we legislate morality 
I think we have to legislate morality until our heart is right with God. Yeah, there's the key. That's That's the bottom line. That's the bottom line. So we have to legislate morality because if we don't keep uh, the evil morals in check, then everyone pays a heavy price. But when the evil person or, and, and by the way, God says if you don't follow him, you're evil. Well, that is not a winner by any stretch of the imagination. I just lost everybody. Listen, you're, you're evil because of, we don't meet God's standards. You're not evil because of what you think your definition of evil is. Yeah. That, just, just for clarification. And by the way, that's why we need Jesus because we always fall short of meeting God's standard. And if you miss any of the Ten Commandments, you fall short of meeting God's standard, and therefore you would be in the classification as evil. The simplification for all of sin comes short of the glory of God. And that's it. That's it. So, so we man has to legislate morality until man's heart is right with God, and then it kind of takes. It happens takes from within. It happens from within because now your desires to do right. Your desires to do that. Listen, love the, go- love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, and your soul. Then you self-legislate. Your strength. You, you exactly. self We judge ourselves. Uh, and then others don't have to judge us. Right. And we walk in the spirit. We don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Right. And the, the works that we do are, are, are him working through us, and, and they're good works. And people can see our good works and glorify our Father, which is in heaven but you take away Jesus out of the picture. You just have the law and, and lawbreakers. Mm-hmm. But yeah, exactly. Anger. You got the law and the lawbreakers. That's exactly what you have. And, and, and you see the anger building up and just, just a, 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 a who are up. you to tell me what to do? And Hey, keep your theology away. <laughs> keep your theology away. My ovaries. I'm sorry. <laughs> we're going to mandate you, t- mandate you take the, the yeah. Uh, vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to mandate you to do whatever we require, but you do not mandate me to do what you require. Yeah. Uh, man, we such a hypocritical world that we live yeah. in. And, and, and that's why there has to be a one standard, one truth, one God, uh, and a one way, because otherwise man will convolute it so bad that we train wreck it goes from complicated to simple. Absolutely. Jesus. Every time. Every yep. time. Hey guys, thank you for joining us on According to John. I am your host, John Westfall, and this is my other host, Pastor Duke Hergen. My co-host, the sidekick. I know. Man, I like anyway. I love this man right here. Thank you for being on another episode. Thank you for finishing it up on Can You Legislate Morality? Guys, listen to me. It's only God's way that's going to help us. If you go any other way, you are in trouble. That is why our country is where it's at today. Uh, Listen, if this has helped you, if you like, share, follow, subscribe, whatever it takes. Uh, I don't think I have a bell on the podcast, but if there's a bell, hit the bell as they say on YouTube. God bless you. Until the next time, I hope you have a wonderful week. God bless. God bless.